This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com at Husky Stadium, where myself, Jack McCauley, and Scott Eklund had a chance to talk to players and coaches today, including offensive coordinator Bush Hand and about the upcoming Utah game, quarterback Jacob Eason, wide receiver coach Junior Adams, running back coach Keith Bonifa, Jordan Chin, a guy who's really stepped up the past couple of weeks, Trey Adams, and uh, asked Trey, what would you charge us to sponsor you, like maybe for the third quarter of the Apple Cup? So uh, always fun to talk to Trey, as well as Savan Ahmed. Also asked Savan, how good are you at running the Wildcat? All of that and more from the guys from Dogman.com. Bush Hamden. Coach, how many hours of film have you watched over this week and a half since you've had a game? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a lot. Sometimes now with... With technology, it can almost work in the opposite direction. You have so much access to film, and uh, uh, in a bye week, it's almost like you you got to hone in on what you're going to do and choose some stuff and, and go with it. So, what have you seen that has maybe met or exceeded your preseason expectations about your offense? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think there's there, there's some development in playmakers and guys making plays. Um, I think. Uh, you know, I think our offensive line has done an outstanding job protecting the quarterback. I think that's something we kind of knew going into this thing. Um, we've done a good job running the ball. I think with us, it just comes down to creating explosives, and we got to keep building on that. I think some of those guys on the outside are taking a step. How about the flip side? How about things that you, you thought would click in September that just haven't yet for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's... I think the red zone thing, you know, not scoring as many touchdowns, which we know has been an issue, and, and really third downs have, have hurt us as well. And so it's never one thing, but, um, you know, again, I just think uh, a lot of football to be played. we got to take one day at a time. Uh, you know, I think scoring points, but we, we need to we need to finish when, when the time comes. How about team goals? I mean, obviously uh, some of the loftier goals aren't there anymore for you guys, so uh, have, have those team goals been reevaluated with the, with the squad? I don't think so. I mean, again, it's, you know, maybe from the outside you think of a lot of that stuff. From, from the inside, it's one day at a time. Whatever happens, all you can do is, is uh, get back to work the next day, and I think uh, we got such a mature team. We got a bunch of players that you know, that, that know what it takes, and I think all these younger guys can follow them, and uh, it's one day at a time getting better. Is this defense you're facing this Saturday the uh, biggest challenge you've had as a play caller this year? Yes. yes. Why, why is that? <laughs> uh, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, generally when you guys ask me the questions, you know the answers. So, um, again, just really, really talented group, man. Just as well coached a defense as there is in this conference. Um, front seven does an outstanding job 
physical players all over the place, NFL draft picks all over the place, and, and so it'll be an awesome challenge. A couple of those draft picks obviously are playing with the Seahawks now and, and Barton and Blair. So uh, who are the guys you focus on particularly like you would Marquise and Cody last year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think up front you got to know where Ine is at all times. you got to know where the interior guys are at all times. I think there's a, a young interior three technique that's going to be as, as good as, as anybody maybe in the conference. Um, again, on the back end, one, the corner's been outstanding. Uh, the safety, who they moved, is a really good player. And so I just, again, similar maybe to Oregon and Oregon having that depth. These guys certainly have the depth, and they, they also have those those big-time players. Hey, finally, can you give us an update on uh, Sean and Richard? Yeah, I know they're 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 getting better, and, and Coach Pete certainly will handle all that stuff. But uh, we're anxious to try to get those guys back, as you know, and uh, I think they're taking taking strides in that direction. Thanks, man. Yep. What does Jordan Chin give you guys? Yeah, I mean he's I mean as you guys know he's he's made a couple critical plays, and again you look at you look at us, and, and when some of those plays are made, and extending some of those explosives on those uh, shot opportunities, it can it can change our deal for sure. We did, yep. Do you remember what, what caught your eye about him? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I think I took the job maybe maybe in January and there's about a month left, and I think certainly uh, Jordan's ability to run was something that was very intriguing and something I thought we could build on, and, and we're really, uh, really proud of him and his development. How tough has it been? these last couple of years for him maybe being being slowed by some injury stuff yeah I, I think it's it's always tough man especially those guys at the receiver position when it when it deals with their ability to run and they're banged up and, and probably for a lot of those guys but but I think that's the true you know that's the true challenge of this whole experience is the adversity you face and keep banging and keep hanging in there to get your opportunity and do the most with it Puka and Terrell both got a lot of reps against Oregon. What, what did you see from them in the bye week, and how has that progression been going? Well, I think it's just really been a situation of of guys getting opportunities. I mean, I you know I think maybe with with Aaron being banged up, it's just been a natural thing that the next man up has got to step up. And so, um, you know, I think they've they've practiced well throughout. Um, but I do think at this point right now, I mean, at that receiver position, we're we're getting guys in there and seeing what they can do. And how can you get Hunter Bryant more involved in the offense? Because it seems like when he has made plays, they have been those explosive plays. Yeah, we Dan. obviously, you know, it's, as you guys know, sometimes it's it's a look to the certain play that the ball goes there and whatnot, but it's it's certainly with both him and Savon, I mean, something where we are always looking to, to get as many touches as possible. Yeah, appreciate it. How important is uh, establishing the run against a tough Utah defensive front? Yeah, I think it's really important every week. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of think we're, we're maybe similar programs, similar offenses in that way that that both play a similar style, want to establish the run first and create off of it. And so it'll be critical. And then Terrell and um, Kuka have really taken some big strides, you know, especially last week, uh, week before. What have you seen from them? Um, you know, it's just, just again, when you never know how guys are going to handle when, the, when they get in the game and, and in the bright lights. And I think both those guys have, have really, uh, you know, just relied on their instincts and made plays. And I think that's what it comes down to. They've been consistent at practice day in and day out. And, and the ability to make plays keeps getting them more and more reps. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! 
Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Jacob Eason. Uh, they're fast, physical. Um, you know, they rally the ball well. Um, lots of different um, deceptive looks. Like they try to disguise their things really well, and uh, I think they're well coached and they play hard. What do they do to get after the quarterback? Uh, they bring different things from every, you know, every which angle, and they disguise things really well. You think it's coming from here, it's coming from there, those kind of things. So, um, I think their D line solid, and they're, um, you know, they're, they're fast. They're fast. So um, it'll be on us to watch the film and be ready to pick that stuff up. Some of the individuals on that defensive line, Bradley and I. What do you see out of a guy like him that that might be a little different than some other defensive ends that you face? Um, they got higher motors. They're tall guys. I watch. They do a lot uh, really well at uh, like timing the quarterback's motion, batting balls down, and um, you know, they play the run and they play the pass well. And they got really high motors. So um, the big thing I saw was their ability to uh, bat, knock balls down. I saw that you know even against Luton at Oregon State, who's a six-six dude, they're knocking his balls down. So uh, I noticed that, and then just their they got really high motors and they got a lot of energy. So it'll be a good matchup for us. How about on the back end of that defense? They're secondary. they got a lot of guys that make plays, a lot of interceptions on the season. Uh, what stands out to you about that? Um, yeah, like I said, they're all fast. Um, you know, they got a couple solid corners, and their safety and their nickel is really fast. So, um, you know, it'll be some one-on-one matchups. we gotta, we got to win. I'm going to have to put the ball in some um, tighter windows. But uh, So, yeah, it'll be a great matchup, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity to, to make some plays and, uh, you know, have a close game. Third downs have been a struggle the last couple of weeks. Is there something? Is it case by case on each one of those 38 different third downs that you've run, or is there maybe a common theme in, in the uh, in the lack of conversions? Yeah, I mean, it just it depends on the game plan and what we have the scheme wise going in that week and uh, um, how we want to approach it. Each, each defense is a little bit different, so this week we have a different package coming in and everything. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 week by week, and and we look back at it every day. I mean, there's, if 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 they're like balls two inches more in front, or the receiver breaks a different way, or, you know, there's several different things that go into it. But we do know we got to get better at that going forward, and that's something we've been practicing. Thanks, Jake. Yep. What's the what was the vibe around the team after coming off a loss that kind of stinks that you go into a bye week yeah. you want to get right back on the field but what was the vibe of the team during practice uh you know we're always in a practice hard you know it's about coach pete talks about it's about us um you know nobody else really so we go in there every every day uh ready to work hard with a clean slate you know we did you know we did lose to to oregon before the bye week that stung you know it's a big rivalry game and everything but um you know, we, you can't dwell on that, the 24-hour rule. We, we moved past that, got ready for Utah, and, and we're still preparing for Utah. And uh, team team uh, bring, brings the launch pedal every day and, and gets ready to work, and that's what's great about these guys. It doesn't really matter what our record is or what the scoreboard says. We're, we're going to work hard. I know some guys went home and uh, visited family, especially guys from out yeah. of state. What did you do? I just hung out here. My, my girlfriend flew into town, and uh, we hung out in Seattle a little bit, went back to Lake Stevens, uh, did some Halloween stuff, and then just kind of got away for a little bit, and now it's right back to it. Junior Adam. He's consistently understanding what we're doing and studying every day, which leads to the reason why he's he's been consistent on the field. So I'm really pleased on what the progression he's making. Junior, the Utah back end, um, mm-hmm. what, what stands out to you about them? Um, they're going to be in your face. They're going to be in your face. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to come up and challenge you um, every snap. 
Um, you know, and the thing is, too, is when the ball's in the air, I mean, they're, it's tight coverage. You know, it's, they're, you're going to have to make plays with the ball in the air. And, and um, they're physical, and we, we, we understand what we got ahead of us. And you got that, they got a big time corner over there. You know, and uh, we're very aware of who he is, and, and uh, these guys are working hard. So, we're, we're, you know, we're looking forward to this challenge. I know you haven't been with the team the last several years, but with your just ties to the program, I wonder, have you watched the, the Utah-Washington games live when they're in the Pac-12 championship? Yeah. What, what was your experience like for games like that? I mean, they're physical. <laughs> they're physical. I mean, you watch those games, I mean, Guys, especially the Pac-12 championship, that was a, that was a physical game, as a defensive game, and and you know I thought you know we did some good things on offense too, you know what I mean? We just couldn't punch it in the end zone, and um, but no, those are the games. That's why you, these are the games. These are why you come to the University of Washington. This is why you. This is why you play football here. So. What was the vibe you got on the recruiting show? Because I know you can't talk. Say what again? What was the vibe you got on the recruiting show? Because this was the first time you guys got to go out. It was awesome. It was good. It was really good. Very positive. Mm-hmm. Coach, um, I don't want to belabor the non-PI call. I know you guys don't really want to talk yeah. about that. But um, as far as with Puka being a, a freshman and things like that, yeah. is there something you can work on him with and, and say, hey, even if that is interference, we need you to be able to play through that? or what? Um, that's, You know, one thing we didn't, we never, I can tell you this, and, I, and, I, and when I say this, I mean it, we didn't, we didn't even talk about um, – you know the whatever the call was supposed to be or what it was it is what it is um you know being stronger to the ball you know staying on your feet and um playing on your right foot you know the little details of the technique but um you know it's it's he's young and it's and it's something that you know these reps are going to play off and he'll get better from has he really stepped up his game? I mean, monstrously since since uh, the start of the season. Now that we're starting to see him a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, as a young as a, as Puka came in, you know, he's young, right? He's a freshman at the end of the day, and and you know, one thing he has done, he he from day one. I remember the first day of fall camp. I mean, he he came out there and he practiced hard, you know, and um, and he's consistently shown that over time, and you know, he got in the game and he took advantage of his reps and. The ones he did get, as far as you know, he kind of did some of the dirty work early on, you know, in the run game and blocking DNs and blocking linebackers, and and um, you know that stuff doesn't go unnoticed. And he uh, he took advantage of it, and when he got, you know, then he makes, you know, he makes the play against Hawaii. You know, I mean, he's in, I think it's three or four plays, and next you know, up there's Puka Nakua scoring in the end zone, and we all know that's that's a tough catch for um, for a freshman, you know, to go in there and his first ball is thrown to him, and it's. That's a tough play, and he made it, and you know he's been he's been doing good. Uh, and Terrell Bynum, just his progress. I mean, he's he was a guy who was highly sought out out of high school and things mm-hmm. like that. But that doesn't mean anything once you get to college. Not so, somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you know, just talk about his progress because he he hasn't seen the field as much as he has this season. Yeah, I know. Kind of like you know, him and Puka are kind of in the same situation. You know what I mean? They came in, you know, you know, since I've been, you know, in, since in the 2019, you know, season is they. They come to work every day. They they work hard. They they. I mean, there's times I walk in that room, down, you know, in our meeting room, and TB will be in there, you know, eating food and, and studying film. Wow. There's times, you know, he'll come into my office and you know we'll just talk, and you know, he practices hard, you know, and he's he practices really hard. He comes to work every day. He's you know, he quietly. It's funny because he's he's kind of quiet at times, right? He quietly does his 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 job and. 
and you know, and it, and it doesn't go unnoticed. It's it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, he doesn't complain. You know, he just it's pretty cool to see him um, progress the way he is. You know, obviously, you know, he he made some plays last week. Excuse me, I think two weeks ago against Oregon, and you know, it's just not to continue to get better. It's, you know, just keep continue to get better and continue to just narrow your focus and to keep uh, you know and be detailed. One last question. Uh, t- just tell me about the mood of the team. I mean, it's tough coming off of a loss and then going into a bye week because you want to get on the field right away. Mm-hmm. What was the mood of the team and how? Uh, what was their energy level uh, during the bye week and then now? Um, I thought we had good energy level. I thought I thought guys practiced hard. You know, we practiced Wednesday and Sunday. Guys practiced real hard. They came out. They competed. Guys were flying around, chest bumping. Um, you know, I, you know this team. You know, we're, we're a strong-minded team. Keith Bonifa biggest goal in going out for the high uh, I think the biggest thing, especially during the season, if we get a chance to see some of the guys that are committed to us play and watch them in live action, which you only get, you know, you'd be surprised. It's usually only about two opportunities. You might get a chance to see a kid live, whether it be a practice or in a game through this whole process. Now, obviously, if you start recruiting a guy from a sophomore, you probably add maybe two extra times, you know, during the next couple years. But it's really getting out and getting a chance to see some of those guys. And then I think, you know, beating the bushes and seeing what's out there for the upcoming class for, you know, for our instance, the 2021 class. And, you know, sometimes you're still looking for guys here and there that might be uh, really starting to develop, develop as their senior season goes on. And sometimes, sometimes those guys get a chance. How did early signing in December change the landscape in, in those two times that you guys go out and visit? Uh, I think the biggest thing with the early signing date, I don't think it has much to do with uh, the visit times. I think it's obviously accelerated recruiting. But the one thing I think it kind of has opened the door for, uh, if you get a good bulk of your class signed in December, you can really go out during that January time and start, you know, talking to coaches about some of their upcoming guys for the following season, guys you get a chance to see as you go back into spring and May. Last question on recruiting. Uh, a lot of schools are now dipping into Salt Lake area. You guys have been, it's a fertile ground. Why has it become so that you're getting Pukunakuas and Tulis, Taimani and those kind of guys coming here? Uh, you know, I just think this is a great program, and I think it's a, a program that has uh, thrived over the past six years. And, you know, obviously good players want to be a part of good programs where they feel they can develop. And I think the development uh, here at the University of Washington speaks for itself. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get the best players out of Utah, get the best players out of California, Texas, and, you know, some of these different some of these different recruiting areas. And uh, right now Utah just be, happens to be one of those places where we're starting to build a little bit of a pipeline you know, where guys want to come and be a part of this program. Thank you, Coach. Coach, can you talk about uh, the progress of some of the running backs, not necessarily the health, but just uh, through the bye week? Oh. Uh, yeah. Especially Cameron Davis. Yeah, I think the biggest thing has been, you know, really just trying to help these guys kind of take the next step. You know, in the run game, I think one of the things that, you know, we've been trying to focus on is just uh, doing a better job of running through arm tackles and getting behind our pads and things like that. And then protection-wise, just getting, you know, just more dialed in our technique. But, you know, the funny part about it is, this bye week, fall camp, spring ball, you know, it's always focused back onto those details of fundamentals. And really, we got an opportunity, you know, to watch some of these guys like the Cameron Davis of the world get a chance to get out there and work on some of his stuff during uh, during the bye week. You know, Kamari's gotten better. Sean has gotten better. You know, getting all these guys kind of working, uh, you know, just to, to build that skill that we need as we kind of finish the season. And, you know, as let the truth be told with the group I have kind of work in the next spring. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, uh, he, uh, Cameron Davis got a couple snaps. One one of his uh, runs got called back for a penalty. But but uh, just tell me about what you saw from him and was it, was the moment too big for him or did did he handle it pretty well? That was a long question. Okay. Well, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, no, the moment wasn't too big for him. Um, you know, I think you know with what I saw, I think he's a kid that you know has confidence in his uh, his ability, and just like with all these kids, especially when they're young, you're trying to get them in there and you know get them a player or two that'll get some confidence, and then they kind of roll from there. Uh, I think you always want to put these guys in situations where they can be successful, especially when you're talking about a freshman. But I do, I am excited for the future that Cam Davis has here in the uh, purple and gold because you know he carries himself, he works every day as a guy that's going to be taking some big strides as he kind of continues his career here. Jordan Chin. Curious if you could kind of walk me through what, what these past few years have been like for you, fighting through some injury stuff and trying to get on the field. Yeah. Um, it's been tough, you know. Um, ever since I came to college, I got into a really good relationship with God, and it's just been, it's been tough. It's been tough, but through that pain, I've grown up, become more of a man. Um, Took it, took it to heart, you know, grew from it, learned from my mistakes, and just got better every day. That's all I can do. What was it like in the Rose Bowl last year, getting that, that first career catch? Man, I, I, never, I never even dreamed of playing in the Rose Bowl. Um, that whole game was crazy. Um, getting that first catch, it was really crazy to me. Having my family there as well, it was, a, it was an exciting thing for me. Did you feel like this year could, could kind of be your time to, to get on the field a little bit more? Yeah, I feel like it, I feel like it was a, a good time. But at the end of the day, I just want a team win. Um, it's not all about me. It's about the players I'm playing for around me. Um, trying to make my quarterback look good. Trying to make my coaches look good. Everything. What made you want to come to Washington? What made me want to come to Washington was the academics. Um, I don't like the heat. I don't, I'm from L.A. Um, I don't like the heat like that. So the weather was a big thing for me as well. And I just like the, the vibes out in Seattle as well. What are you studying? I'm studying American Ethnic Studies. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, any – you mentioned you, you like the academics. Do you have any, like, career path in mind? Um, well, for my master's, I would like to study something in business, you know. Um, I don't know what exactly yet, but some marketing and business marketing something. But I want to get into that business realm of life and all that. But you want to go to grad school? Then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, would you start that next year? Yeah, you... I would try to start it next year because I graduate this year as well. So, yeah. What was the recruiting process like for you? Uh, the recruiting process, uh, it was cool at first. And um, it wasn't until, like, I'm almost done with high school that Washington came and offered me. But I had I had a couple uh, official visits. It was cool to me. Um, I wasn't looking for anything big, you know, because I knew a couple college players and they they already ran me through like how it went and stuff. So. JoJo. Yeah, JoJo. Yeah. Um, and you were committed to San Diego State. For yeah, a while, right? I was. I was. Did, did like were you were you sold on that? Was that a tough decision um, to back off that? Or? To be honest, uh, going through high school, I didn't. I was. I prayed for offers like this, but I never. Until like my senior year, um, when I really started going and playing, I w- I didn't think I was gonna come to a big time school like this. So when I committed to SDSU, I was like, yeah, I'm going to SDSU. And then Washington came. I was like, I'm going to Washington. <laughs> yeah. When Washington started recruiting you, what did they tell you about what what they liked and why they wanted you? Um, they came with me with the OKG stuff, our kind of guy, and they showed me the video like a probably 10 minute clip. And I was just sitting there, like, looking at my parents, like, I'm going here, and no question. Um, 
I've always wanted to be on the big stage. You know, I, I know in my heart that I can execute on the big stage, so I knew I had to take this opportunity. Was that like at your high school and they, they showed you that or when you came up here? Um, at my high school as well because um, we played uh, Centennial for the playoffs and it was a big it was a big game. Had a few catches and I just knew from going through camps and whatnot I could compete with the best of the best. So. Was that um, Coach Hamden and Coach Smith? Or? Yeah, Coach Hamden and Coach Smith. Yeah, yeah. How has Coach Adams changed your approach to the position? He's uh, he's changed my approach a lot, you know. Um, he's a really good technical guy. Um, coming off of him coaching Cooper Cup, um, I viewed that as just trying to get better, you know. Uh, I'm looking at Cooper Cup like he's one of the best guys out there. So I'm going to pick Coach Adams' brain and just make him let me get better. Your obvious weapon is speed, but uh, how have you had to be a better route runner too to enhance your mm. chances getting on the field? Um, to be honest, just – Slowing it down at the line at first, um, not thinking I have to get into my route so fast and just working to get open before I even try to run my route, which is at the line. Did you enjoy the weekend off as after a tough loss, and what did you do? Um, I really just stayed home and just uh, spent the weekend with my family because my family came up here. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a tough loss, but, um, you know, you can't have your mind in the past, so we just had to grow from it. Get ready for the next team. What do you know about uh, the Utah DBs? The Utah DBs, um, we know they're physical. Um, they're a good set of corners, but we'll be ready. They do a lot of press, man. Just mm. get up in your face. Yeah. So you got to win yeah. your one on one. Yeah, definitely. We have to win our one on ones, but we practice it enough in practice. We do enough releases, and we get good coaching, so we'll be ready. I, you may have been asked this. Uh, tell me your reaction to that play, that mm. deep pass, and yeah. uh, what were you seeing? What were you feeling as the ball's dropping into you? Man, I wish I, could, I wish I, you could feel that feeling. It was unbelievable. Like throughout the game, I was like walking around the sideline, like man, I really just score. I'm looking at the points. Like some of them six points was for me, so it felt really good. Did you take really a peek good. at the big screen and look at yeah. it again? Yeah, they had replayed it, and I was like, dang, that's me. It was unbelievable. That was a great college football game to be. Yeah, part of, it, was. It? I mean, it was. It was a big game. It was loud too. It was really loud. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, as thanks. far as you've been here, what's been the craziest environment that you've experienced? Um, the craziest was probably Stanford. My my rusher, my rusher year, I think that was the biggest game. That well, that was the loudest. I feel like, and the everywhere was packed, so it was crazy. Then ever since you got here, how have you seen your game improve? Like, what's been the biggest change you've seen? Um, so coming from freshman year and just looking at Dante Pettis and John Ross play, you know. Um, it was just crazy to see the, the things they did and just practicing with them. I knew I could improve my game by watching them and learning from them. And Do you so. still talk to them and pick their brain at all? Yeah, yeah. I just saw Dante the other day, um, John Ross. I talked to him here and there. But, yeah, I still watch Dante and John Ross when they play in the uh, NFL games. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG. Trey Adams, so with the thing with the NCAA allowing you to profit off your name and likeness, how much would you charge us to sponsor you for the fourth quarter for the Apple Cup? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really looked into that yet or know anything about it, so... Um, yeah, I don't really know. I'll probably be gone by the time it actually happens, so whatever. Much talk about it, joking around at all? Not really. Like I said, I didn't even know, like, I don't know much about it. So, like, <laughs> if you guys know about it, 
You can tell me. You want a car deal? Something like that? You want a no. car or anything? Or? Track deal. I don't even know. Like, yeah, that stuff's we're just worried about football right now, I guess. What do about you, hunting rifles? Would you, you do go. endorsements for that? That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big reasons for this deal is, I guess, folks think that college players really kind of get screwed over a yeah. little bit here. That, you know, there's money, so much money the coaches are making and ADs and all that, and you guys are getting the short stick. I mean, have you felt like that in your five years here, that you've, you've been kind of getting the short end of the bargain at some, at some point? I mean, when you look at, like, the money and all that stuff, yeah, maybe, but, like, we get a lot of resources here we got our school paid for you know the guys that are on scholarship so I mean we get more than enough but it's also like you know I can see the argument that people have where it's like oh the NCAA makes millions of dollars and you know they use like the March Madness I know makes billions of dollars but um mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting to look at I haven't like I said I haven't looked into it much but uh yeah how did yeah. you use your bye week I actually went home. I did. Uh, my mom just got a new house in Leavenworth, mm. um, so I just relaxed there with my girlfriend and hung out. Did some shooting and. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> What'd you shoot? Just clay pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> people? No, not people. How did you and the guys kind of react to the loss uh, to Oregon? And was it a good time? You think to have a week off? Oh yeah. I mean, a bye any time was great, just because you know our bodies need the rest, but. You know, coming out of Oregon, I felt like, you know, I almost felt like we won because it was such a good game. Um, I know it's tough to say because we didn't win, but, uh, you know, I thought the offense played pretty well. You know, just a few plays here and there, we could have been right in it. And, uh, you know, they're a good team. Do you worry about the motivation level changing when things like the Pac-12 championship and the Pac-12 North championship are maybe kind of out of reach? Not at all. I mean, we don't, you don't really know until the end of the season, so... Mm -hmm. You know, and ask me that question in like a couple months, and we'll see how it feels. So, yeah, I mean, we just gotta get, keep getting better in practice and taking it one day at a time. As you said, you had success against Oregon. How's that translate to Utah? Because they're really good defense. Yeah, both similar defenses. You know, big physical dudes that can run around and make plays. So, it's gonna be interesting to see how you know we play against Utah. I'm really excited. You know, they got a, one of the best defenses, I think, in the country. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be a good test for us and. Like I said, every week there's a different challenge in the Pac-12, so it's going to be a fun game. Is their front seven unique, or are they just big dudes who run around? I mean, their scheme isn't that crazy, but, I mean, they have really good players. Like, you know, their edge guys are really solid. Inside guys are big. Um, linebackers make a lot of plays, so... Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a physical game, so it's going to be fun. The last couple of battles with these guys have been just physical, big-time physical battles. Talk about kind of how physical and how tough and how nasty things get with that front seven. Yeah, I mean, they play four down all, all the time, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, combos, man blocks, all that stuff. So um, it's just man on man. Like, and they, they don't really, you know, move a lot, so it's going to be just fitting gaps and uh, – O-line versus D-line. It's going to be fun. Is the team angry right now coming out of what happened against Oregon? Pissed off? Motivated? How would you kind of describe the the mental state? I would just say we're motivated. I mean, we're trying to control what we can control and, you know, make make every day count and, you know, send these seniors out on 
right note. And, mm-hmm. You know, losing is part of the game. I've come to realize that. And I we I haven't lost much here. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but it's also it wakes you up a little bit. You're like, okay, we got to get better. I mean, that's just what you, you know. Fans are the best play callers out there, especially on Twitter. Yeah. You know, a lot of concern about just the wildcat, and you guys struggled with that. How does the offensive line feel about that? And what were the issues with the wildcat against Oregon? Yeah, I think they might have just known we were running it. I mean, uh, O line just mindset is you know get the play and block it. We don't really care. Um, yeah, that's pretty much our mindset. We just block. Uh, when you when you hear. And I don't know how much of this you do here, but criticism of the coaches and play calling and, and Bush is getting criticized by the fans and Coach Peterson and Jimmy Lake. What's your reaction to that when you hear fans going after coaches like that? I honestly think it's kind of funny because, you know, they literally have no idea how hard those guys work, the amount of work they put in, you know, the type of guys they are and the type of coaches they are. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a hard um, hard career. I mean, and you know, I'd love to see a fan. Not nothing against our fans. I love our fans, but I'd love to see any fan get in here and try to call plays. Yeah. You know, wake up every morning, practice, um, and do that type of stuff because that's it's hard and it's not easy. And it's when you win, I, they're probably really happy. When you lose, they're not. So, I mean, that's all I got to say about that. You guys could win out and get to ten wins for the fourth year in a row. And imagine ending your career with four consecutive 10-win seasons. Does that does that resonate much with you? Definitely. I mean, that's the goal. You know, every season is to get as many wins as you can, and obviously 10 is, you know, what we strive to get. Um, so that that's exciting to think that we can still do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, taking it one game at a time, Utah's next. So, I mean, yep. just playing our game and continue to improve this is your second to last home game coming up this saturday you got two more of these left this game in the apple cup and we talked earlier in september about kind of soaking up every moment possible you're starting to get to that point where you're starting to get maybe a bit more nostalgic about this stuff yeah i'm just trying to have fun i mean i've realized that it's coming to an end and you know haven't played or won the games that we wanted to but i I mean it's football man you gotta have fun with it so I'm, i'm enjoying every day and just trying to get better. Great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thank Trey, you. Uh, tell me about what are you seeing on tape from Utah's defensive line, and do they switch ends a lot, or are you going to go up against the same guy? What, what, what are you seeing? Yeah, their defense, uh, pretty simple. I mean, they just, they're right and left, so I'll be seeing the same guy every every time. You know, what, what number? Number six. Six, okay. Yep. Uh, and they got really good edge rushers. Their D inside guys are heavy and physical, and linebackers fly around. So they're, you know, I know statistically they're one of the top defenses in the country. So uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us. I mean, I think Oregon was a great challenge, and I thought the op- offense played well. So we're going to see what we can do against Utah and, you know, have some fun. What do you think uh, it is about this cross-sectional rivalry or this interdivision rivalry where every game is so close? Why, like, why are Washington and Utah having these epic games every year? I think we're really similar programs in the sense that, you know, our coaches um, kind of think the same, you know. I've heard really cool stories about Coach Whittingham and how he works out with the team and stuff like that. Really tough program, you know, pride themselves on toughness and being physical, and I feel like we do the same thing. Um, so, I mean, and they're both just solid, solid programs. So, 
Uh, yeah, it's just good games. What do you remember about the Pac-12 championship game last year? Shoot. Uh, yeah, I remember that was like my first start last year, which was fun. Um, and we won, so I thought we I thought the line played well. I mean, we watched the film, and Coach Huff said, that, you know, that was some of the best line play we had all year. We didn't score, but, I mean, just assignment-wise, it was pretty good, so, yeah. You get one of the latest bye weeks in the pack, first bye weeks in the Pac-12. It sort of comes at that mid-year point. Just sort of giving you, you time to reflect on the year. What have you seen just out of the line? Any surprises or just how it's sort of built up? Uh, yeah, I mean, big thing for me and all the dudes was just resting for the bye week. Um, getting our bodies right and, you know, making sure that, you know, we're still focused on football. I mean, I mean coming in on, we had two days off and I felt like I forgot how to block almost just because I totally exited out of football, which is really good for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, bye weeks are crucial. So I know we got one coming up in two weeks. So. You said it felt like a win, but also losses are hard. Does the coming into a Monday after a bye week feel any different, win versus a loss, or you're sitting on anything? Not really. I mean, you love to win, and we would, love a, we would have loved to win that game. But, I mean, it really just comes back to, you know, watching the film, getting better, going out to practice practicing hard so by week you get a little more time to study the film and all that but for nothing crazy happens really with the bye week sunday early morning game with the seahawks against atlanta did you get a chance to tune in and see caleb i did yeah he looked pretty good um i know he's you know been battling all year and i know he hurt his knee or something Something like that, but I haven't talked to him much, but he looks like he's playing well and they like him. Do you ever allow yourself to wander to that next chapter like that when you're watching guys like Caleb? I mean, yeah, definitely. I've, I imagine myself, you know, playing at that level and I see guys, you know, playing at a high level there. So it's definitely inspiring. But, uh, um, yeah, it was just one day at a time for me. I'm just having fun, man. So. Like the cold weather out here or the hot weather? I love the cold. It feels like home. Savon Ahmed. That's one of our one of our strengths. So it'll be it'll be great to see two teams go at it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this game. Bonifaz was just talking about your your patience. You know, something that you know has come along this season. Obviously, that's something that Miles always did. How do you develop that? Is that just having more reps, or something that you focus on? How do you go about developing something like that? Well, I think it comes down to you know how they coached me on it. You know, it was just you know obviously the reps, but you know it's being being told okay. But watch your patience here, watch your patience there. But I also got to see Miles do it. So um, uh, I guess I had the best of both worlds. I got a, I got a good coach and I had a great mentor. So in terms of that, see, kind of seeing holes, waiting for you know blocks, everything, setting things up. Was the Oregon game one of the better games you've had in that in that regard? Uh, I think our offensive line did really well and it made it easy on us to run the ball. Uh, you know, even Cam was able to get out there. Kamari, you know, all those guys were able to go out there and, and get good runs in. So I think our <laughs> offensive line did an amazing job. Um, we were able to open things up. With the way the games against Utah have gone last year, both of those, does it sort of seem coming out of a bye week that this is just sort of an extra uh, big chance to 
stake that claim again maybe as the powerful running team going up against that Utah defense? Uh, you know, definitely. You know, we know they're going to be a physical team, and we just want to go out there and um, be physical with them, um, show that show that we have strength too. So um, we know, it's, you know, they got a, a strong defense, and you know, we hope to we hope to go out there and execute our details and what we focus on week to week. Trey was saying, looking at the film, it almost felt like a win for the offense, just because so much went right, especially those first three quarters. Was that something that you got out there too, watching and reflecting on it? Uh, on the Oregon game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we definitely saw that. You know, we were able to do things. We were able to, you know open things up and, and uh, get a lot of things done. We were executing well, and I think it just came down to the details at the end. You know, we got in the red zone, and we had we had self-inflicted negatives on ourselves, so um, it just comes down to details at that point. When you have something that where a week like that where it just comes so close, and then you get hit with the bye week and you got to sit on it a week longer, does that make it harder? Does that make it easier? Does that make definitely it makes it harder. Uh, you're just you're sitting on a, on, a, on a tough game, and, you know, you want to get out there and redeem yourself, so I think it was important to come out here this week and, and get a good practice in and, and uh, finish the week Sean going into Saturday. How good are you at running the Wildcat? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, Kamari's, Kamari's that guy, and he's doing a really good job for us. Uh, you know, he's a guy that we trust, so uh, he's going to get out there and he'll get the job done. One of the things, you know, that I noticed in the Oregon game, it was probably the best game I've seen you have running between the tackles. What was different about you in the Oregon game? Um, you know, I go out there and play my, I play my own game. Every single every single game, so I think it comes down to the offensive line. Um, you know, obviously I come out there with a different mentality every game. You know, try to just get better, but I think they were able to open stuff up, and I was able to display what I could do because of what they were doing up front. You almost got a little bit of a bye week with uh, you know the week off. Did that help? And then this bye week. I mean, for a running back who's getting hit as much as you, how important is it to heal the body? Yeah, it's definitely important to heal the body. You know. Um, I think this year I take the recovery process even more seriously than I ever have. Uh, making sure I get in the ice tub, making sure I'm getting getting rest, getting sleep, and eating right. So I think that's is really important, especially as a running back. You know, you take a lot of hits. So, what's what's the morning after a game when you carry the ball 20 times? What's the morning feel like getting out of bed? Uh, I don't get out of bed until I got to be here. <laughs> that's that's the moral of it. Uh, I just I stay in bed until I got to come here, and then we you know we get a workout in, and it kind of loosens up the body. But definitely sore, you know, got to got to run it out a little bit. But definitely, I, I won't I won't be feeling good until about Tuesday. Ice baths. Ice baths definitely take. We got the cold tubs here that I that I get in, and uh, use the trainers as much as I can. Do you volunteer for the cold tub and the ice bath, or do they have to? Volunteer? Yeah, no, I get in there. You know, they don't tell it. They don't tell. They you know they tell us. You know, it's probably important to recover, but they don't make us do anything uh, like that. So uh, it's up to you and how you want to feel on Saturday. And I'd rather feel like I haven't played in a whole week. You know, you get you get sore through practice and everything. So I want my body to feel feel as uh, as fresh as possible come Saturday. What do you remember last year about the championship game against Utah? Physical. It was a hard fought game. Um, you know, it came down to the wire, and I think that's you know, that's the kind of game you can expect from a team like this. You know, they're going to come out there and they're going to they're going to be sound on their details, and just we got to execute our our stuff. And I think that's what it, that's what it comes down to every week. Um, I think in in games that we've lost, we hurt ourselves. It's not team stopping us; we're stopping ourselves. So I think it comes down to uh, executing our details and making sure we're uh, precise on that. You're actually an underdog at home. That you haven't been an underdog at home in a while. I mean, do you guys ever talk about stuff like that? Uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, you, you feel you you don't want to talk about. I feel pressure. We don't feel the pressure of it, um, but you know, we're aware of it, and we know that we have a, a higher ranked team coming in here. But you know, we treat every game the same. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna give it our all. 
Uh, we're not going to be intimidated by anything. And so uh, we know that Utah is a good team, and we know that they're going to go out there and be physical, and we just got to be physical with them. Do you guys feel like you can carry over some momentum offensively from the Oregon game to the Utah game? Definitely. You know, I think as an offense, we talked a lot about, you know, even though we, you know, as a team, we lost, I think as an offense, we progressed a lot. We progressed a lot as an offense, and we're like, hey, this is this is what we can do. We gotta. This is what we gotta do. This is this is how we have to do it every week. And so, yeah, we, we lost, but we also learned a lot. And I think we progressed. I think that was one of the better games we ever played as an offense. And so, um, I think we just gotta take that into this week. And when you look at Utah's defense, their front seven. Um, what is it about their front seven that makes them tough? Uh, they're just a, you know they're fast physical team. You know they got they got really good linebackers. They got a good D line. And, uh, you know, they got good edge rushers, so it's up to us, you know, making sure we're staying on their blocks and taking space, uh, taking space whenever we can. You know, the holes are going to close quick, and that's just college football, but especially against a team like Utah, uh, you know, just take your space and, and, and keep it going throughout the game. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.